Have you ever wanted to see Jamie Lee Curtis stick her hot dog-shaped fingers into someone else's mouth? Then maybe you should watch Everything Everywhere All at Once. Which is what we watched this week. Welcome everybody to Popping Into Movies. I am Jared. And I'm Kate. And this week we are talking about Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's going to be a mouthful to say all the time. Yeah, I really have to read it because it's tricky. And I want to say, usually we don't like warn about spoilers on the show but i truly believe if you have any interest in this movie it is worth watching with as little information as possible yeah stop listening now it'll hurt me but you have to do it i was lucky enough that going into this i don't know i thought it was some kind of superhero type thing i was not at all expecting what we got and i just thought it was so phenomenal it really was so save yourself this is your last chance Stop listening before spoilers. Even the popcorn flavor is spoilers. It really is. You can't. It, <laughs> you really have. You know, it's hard to discuss this movie without giving stuff away. But okay, I think that's enough of a spoiler warning. Here we go. I mean, I I loved it. It was so good. It was so good. I loved it so much. Just not even. It could have just been the crazy, absurd stuff that it showed, and that would have like kept me engaged. But there is just so much in this movie, and it's all wrapped together so perfectly i just adored every part of it it was there were so many layers and it was so artfully done i'm sure like that's the layers we're gonna get into like that's just the cinematography like like you could just tell that there was so much thought and care and like someone wanted to tell this story and they had that artistic freedom to like do it who the heck came up with this because this is not a book or anything right no i think it's fully original And like the fourth wall breaking and all the wild art styles that they do, it is just, it's incredible. It really is. It's like, I feel like you could compare it to so many movies like that might have inspired certain parts of it. Like I thought about, I've never seen The Matrix, but is this like The Matrix? It's funny because, and we'll get into kind of the parts that this movie's broken into, but the first part, I really felt matrixy because like, oh, they can download any skill that they need in that moment, right? And it's all very computery. But it's so much cooler when it's done in this movie because there's so much more behind the reason that they have, they can just get the skill from when they need it. It is deeper than that. Yeah. But I, I, I did get, especially like when they're like putting the helmet on and like jacking into the other people in the different universes, it felt very matrix-esque. That's what I thought of. And I've never even seen the matrix. I was also thinking of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. They have like a, a button on that ship they can hit and it kind of changes their universe and they turn into little ah. cartoons as well. It's very similar. So, but it just feels like this was so much more grandiose, but it still kept sight of the core like message that it was trying to tell and i feel like the humor of it really kept it grounded too absolutely and it was so easy to veer off too much in one direction and get like self-indulgent and like you know wear things down Mm -hmm. but i feel like it walked that line just right i agree you know me and action movies i'm not into it but this one perfect amount every action scene had its it also contributed a little bit to like the plot and it gave a little bit more of like, why are these things happening? The action was just, every action scene was just perfect. Yeah. There's just a little sprinkle of like the fantastical in there. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. And even the choreography was so tight. Like you could have, they could have relied on all the crazy, you know, reality hopping things to make the fights interesting. But I think the fights are genuinely well choreographed. 
She was a professional martial arts master in another life or whatever, in another universe. So, of course, her skills are going to be amazing. Absolutely. But before we get too much into the movie, why don't we talk about your uh, Everything Everywhere inspired popcorn? So the Everything Everywhere, Everything But the Bagel Seasoning popcorn. It was so easy. I yelled it. I yelled at you. When yeah, they you showed, when they When they revealed the um you know the evil plot thing and it's an everything bagel it was just it was like it was made to be translated into a popcorn yeah uh, how could you not so how how did you actually make this uh bagel everything bagel into the popcorn translate that so this one's pretty easy like you're making popcorn as normal and then uh with your butter just pour some everything bagel seasoning into your butter and then pour it on top that butter acts as like a little glue keep the yeah and you get a nice on. even spread of that seasoning mm-hmm. I, it was just it's good i already love everything bagel seasoning but combine them with popcorn you got your salt you get your salty popcorn and everything else wrapped up into one yeah like an oniony buttery popcorn mm. it, it, oh my gosh it's so good it just it's perfect it make this when you rewatch this movie because this is one of those movies i think you would certainly uh get out of a you know get something more by rewatching it it's also like a little quirky like the movie right <laughs> like yeah everything bagel seasoning on popcorn crazy don't look at me like that all right well now that we have our everything but the bagel popcorn, popcorn. why don't we chat a little bit about this movie and just some of the highlights you know i think we could be here all day pointing out things that we liked but why don't we talk about the kind of the meta story of it, right? Like, even if you put aside all the reality hopping things, this is a mother-daughter or family story. Right. Oh, it's so many things. It's mainly the family story, right? Like, their love is what overpowers all and wins in the end. Yeah. You have, you know, Evelyn and her husband, Waylon. Waymond. Oh, my, the, uh, Waymond. I'm sorry. I keep thinking of Wayland. Uh, <laughs> that Wayland's a real name. Waymond. Waymond is not. And right, you have this kind of core like marriage story. And then you have Evelyn and Joy, right? And then the daughter story. And then you have Evelyn and Gongon. I don't actually know. What, I don't recall I what that, the that's his, like, grandfather's that means like grandpa, name is. Yeah. And you have, so you kind of have like these three stories that are all connected to Evelyn. And they all kind of play out differently as you kind of grow up throughout the movie. But in your opinion, what is like the what was the core heart of it all? The mother-daughter story, I think. Eh, I don't know. They jump around from the this is all aspects of Evelyn's relationships with people. Yeah, and I I would agree that the mother-daughter and the, you know, wife and husband story. I guess the only kind of weakness is it felt like the grandfather Evelyn's story wasn't totally flushed out like I think you kind of get the the gist of it but I wonder if some things were cut in that like for that storyline yeah because it's it, a long movie anyways so I feel like to, it wasn't super necessary mm-hmm. maybe there was more because there's kind of this heel turn where the grandfather and like all the agent people are actually supporting joy in like the everything bagel <laughs> plan and it, I think it's implied that the grandfather saw joy doing this evil plan is like fulfilling her full potential so he wanted to support her but it's not exactly clear Whoa. to me. i think that's why but it wasn't a hundred percent clear to me i thought that they just wanted her to self-destruct so that this which is rain would just end yeah 
I guess it wasn't clear to me. Well, I thought all the realities would like collapse if she melded everything into this bagel. That's why they didn't want her to do it. Now that it's important, right? Like her yeah, evil but they plan. Were encouraging her to like, why wouldn't they want? That's her why. To do yeah, it? I wasn't sure. I thought it was just the grandfather wanting Joy to fulfill her destiny or potential or something. I think it was a bad thing. I don't know. I don't know. I really want to. Like, I wrote that in the in the middle of this movie. I want to watch this again already. Yeah. Like, yeah, I especially like when you start understanding that different people are like controlling the consciousnesses at different times mm-hmm. like i think piecing together which person's making which decision would maybe help flesh this out yeah there's pieces i definitely missed i know someone's out there who like screenshotted every craigslist ad that they flashed through yeah in three and there's some like hidden layers of connections between mm-hmm. everything even when this movie kind of just first begins right you're entering like this mirror right there's like this scene of them at like new year's I thought that I really thought they were going to loop back to that, which they they didn't. But it kind of starts with that, and they kind of go into a mirror for that opening shot. So it really feels like you're entering this other world, even mm-hmm. when you first start the movie. I thought that was a, like amazing way to start it. Yeah. Just a couple of things with that uh, kind of opening scene where they're introducing the laundromat. I really appreciated the like bilingual people switching between English and Chinese, mm-hmm. like that kind of very like natural melding of words that they would switch in between sentences like some english some chinese i don't know at least growing up like with spanish native spanish speakers that seemed very real like how people with english as a second language communicate with each other yeah like the spanglish and i just i it was just very nice to see like that it felt very natural Mm -hmm. uh i just wanted to point out did you recognize any of these this cast from other movies I mean, I think it's a good thing that two or three episodes ago, we did watch Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. Obviously, our main character, Evelyn, is Michelle Yeoh. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, the, uh, the mom from Crazy... I mean, there's two moms in Crazy Rich Asians. Yes, but the main mom. Yes, the main mom. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's just her... She's just so good. She, she was very is. good at... And it's interesting because she kind of played a similar character, right? Like She was like kind of the mom that kind of had this like burden from her family put onto her then like care- pushing that onto her son and this she's kind of has mm-hmm. that burden from her grandfather and this conflict with her daughter so i wonder if she like i, I wonder oh man it's just... remember that article we read we talked about in turning red about generational trauma yes. in the millennials man movies? we're just on a roll of this generational <laughs> trauma yeah, that's movies. what i'm saying yeah this this one turning red they're all the generational it, trauma it, yeah they they have healing. a lot of the similar strings throughout them parents apologizing but this one felt more real i really did oh, yeah. this one was like tears ahead of of a lot of those other movies mm-hmm. i would also like to add the grandfather in this movie was also the the guy from turning red <laughs> was he really yeah the, the like chanter yeah the chant guy who's also in mulan yeah. Oh my God. This guy, James Hong, he's 93 years old. Wow. He was amazing in this. And they put him in a 100 mile per hour wheelchair? Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> so dangerous. That was dedicated. Anybody else you recognized? No, but I'm also really bad with recognizing actors. Really? As soon okay, Jamie Lee Curtis, I guess. Okay, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. Count. That was an amazing. She's not even a cameo, she's like a minor character. Um, but two faces you might recognize. First, um, the husband, mm-hmm. Waymond, he is Ka Ho Kwan. 
He's um, Data from The Goonies. Have you ever watched oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. He has not acted since, since the then. Back then, yeah. Wow. He, well, he, he was, was also in Indiana Jones, I think. Oh, was he the kid in Indiana Jones? Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I he was great in this too. He, he really was so good. Has like this like empathetic voice and this like his face like you just really like he plays this right his whole message of kindness and love and spreading that and he just portrayed that so well. But then he jumped into like the confident like yes, actor the guy like action star kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I read um an article that he like trained with like a body language expert mm-hmm. and he was trying to like emulate a different animal for each one of his characters really so the the husband character he was like being squirrely and being like a squirrel and oh, like, like nervous timid and that sort of thing yeah and like you know the big rich guy who was like a, a lion or something i, I like that that was i mean probably alpha version was my favorite but the mm-hmm. second was the uh where she's a music or a movie actress and he's like he's a very smoking suave, like, and like yeah like a suave guy yes. I liked him a lot in that one. That was great, too. Any other familiar faces yes. I should have recognized? Yes. This one surprised me. I couldn't place it, but I then I I did. She's the daughter, Joy, mm-hmm. is um the girl from Miss Maisel. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my yeah, God. I can't um, think of anyone's name. Mr. Maisel's. Mr. Joel Maisel's, Joel Maisel's uh, uh, yeah, wife. Not wife. Uh, girlfriend. Yes. They're having a baby at this huh. season, yeah. She plays, when she's in the very confident, like, multiverse version, they play kind of similarly. Because she's, like, very, mm-hmm. like, self, very, very snarky, yeah. kind of very, like, self-confident person when in Miss Maisel. Wow. I was, like, confused for a minute because she looks so young in this movie. Yes, yeah, she's, she's playing, playing to be like, a teenager. 20s. Or early 20s. Yeah. And I, in Miss Maisel, I mean, in the 50s, everyone just looks older, <laughs> but... Really, in real life, she's 31, and Midge is 31 in real life, too. Huh. Rachel Brushanahan. The whole cast, needless to say, was was really solid. Incredible. Like, no one, everyone was pulling their weight as they acted across these different realities. Mm-hmm. So we start with part one, everything. And I just love, I'm a sucker for those, like, smash cut and, like, really loud noises in movies where it just, like, this is it. Like, this is the movie, like... It just feels very cinematic. Yeah. It's very like, over not overwhelming, but whelming, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just feel it with all your senses. It really makes you feel like, here we go. Because, uh, you know, immediately when you get that, after you get the introduction of the laundromat, they immediately go to the IRS building for this audit. And that's kind of where things get started. This whole movie setting is the IRS building. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And so little time passes in this movie. I mean, so much time passes and no time passes at all in like the anchor universe that we're watching most of the time. I have one thing I really loved artistically was that frame change we get when we go from our universe to a different universe. Yes. Like the screen got smaller. Yeah, the the aspect, the aspect ratio. Aspect ratio, sorry. <laughs> right, you get the the full screen and then switches like the what is it like 16 by 9, the like widescreen thing. Mm-hmm. And especially when they were doing that early on right so you she gets like ambushed by alpha raymond in the uh elevator and you start getting like that splitting i love that effect where like mm-hmm. she's like experiencing like her both mind the same is shattering time. a little yeah it was so cool and the first time they start playing with that aspect ratio is when he's going he starts chewing the 
the chapstick. The chapstick, right? And like splitting between. And it was just it was like, okay, he's gonna do this cool action thing. And I thought it was just for that scene, but the whole movie they keep switching that aspect ratio back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it's such a smart way to keep the viewer aware, like this is where we are. When we're not here, we're in full screen mode. I feel like this movie did such a good job at like not dumbing it down in any way, but making it obvious. Right? It doesn't it didn't feel the need to like obfuscate itself to be smart like it mm-hmm. just it's letting the viewer be aware through this like visual means right but it wasn't super it wasn't like a red glint on the screen yes. or something yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like subtle it was subtle but informative mm-hmm. they did that with <sighs> a lot of things yeah i really appreciated that this fanny pack scene where he's fighting was like just i wrote down there like this fork fight choreography is so good there's mm-hmm. even this like camera where he's spinning the fanny pack and it's like on the ground tracking it. And it's like, <laughs> they didn't need to like, go so hard on the choreography, but it's so good. It is. It's just so good. And yeah, I hate action, but this was just very enjoyable to watch. So good. This whole kind of intro scene with, with Alpha uh, Wayman, like taking her through the IRS building, he's doing the paper cuts. It it, it does such a good job at like keeping you on your toes like you have no idea what's going on at this point it's just so crazy i love the the random acts of unusual things they mm-hmm. have to do to activate to get to a different universe there's so many good ones oh my gosh yeah and it, okay so this kind of part one everything is where you can introduce like the whole plot of the movie right like joy is god <laughs> i'm gonna sound like evelyn in this movie uh Jobu Tubaki. Tubaki? Right. That mm-hmm. that's right. Right. Which is her I meant to look up why they're why they chose that name. I'm very I'd be very curious to see like why they chose that as like the multiverse name for, for Joy. It's just a funny name. It does sound like a sci fi, crazy sci fi villain. <laughs> and anyways, like so she's trying to track down Evelyn, right? And she, I guess Jamie Lee Curtis in all of these universes is like a servant for her. And so you have evil Jamie Lee Curtis like as a sumo wrestler or something <laughs> like being like downloading these other worlds. Oh, she's so good in this. It's Jamie Lee like she goes hard. She really went for this role. The scream, the scream that she does. <laughs> she's so them. But she's cute. also scary. Yeah, I love her. She's she did a lot of articles recently or interviews where she says like she's not afraid to like look ugly in a movie. She's like, you know, she really gave it her all. She wasn't trying to be like, oh, like I look amazing for my age. She looked like herself. She played middle-aged tax like, IRS agent <laughs> perfectly in this. Exactly. Across all multiverses, <laughs> she did that perfectly. She wasn't like an actress playing IRS tax lady. She just looked like IRS tax lady no yeah she did and so eventually evelyn learns like the kind of like crazy lore of this world where she's able to connect with other branching realities like obviously it's all like mumbo jumbo but i thought the rationalization of how this like world works was really good i loved that right that's what another thing i just loved about this movie it was easier to understand because that made sense yeah the rationale was there like to jump to other world you have to get to the edge of your own and do something crazy like that makes perfect that makes unexpected i love that so to get to be like the martial artist expert version of herself evelyn what does she do that's crazy she has to tell jamie lee curtis that she loves her yeah 
Uh, and then we get flashes of her in her martial artist universe and she's also a movie star and we see like a little crazy rich asians yeah, <laughs> the red actual carpet red footage. carpet footage of her in movies it's just so, so funny good. it's just like a cute little easter egg yeah and those easter eggs really add up because like that was a signal like okay they're not afraid to play with this fourth wall breaking kind of craziness it was a really good introduction to the universe stuff mm-hmm. and it's at this point where we get a lot of bagel talk there's a lot of bagel symbolism like that black circle was everywhere in that movie it was on their foreheads when we first saw alpha world there was a sign that said bagel something but only flashed by really quick and then when he was like here have some have this bagel i was like all right something's up with the bagels (laughs) yeah and even the the circles on the tax documents was like that you oh know, my gosh like i never bagel. thought about that it was just all over the place oh man this is deep like the circle was around the karaoke machine on that receipt yes yeah yeah, yeah. and that's like symbolism like that's what they enjoyed doing together mother and daughter mm-hmm. whoa so after the scene she starts to like learn her kung fu thing and like getting confidence and that's when you kind of get the the reveal that jobu tabaki is joy and she goes into the irs building and that introduction scene with her is so so good I love Jobu Tabaki's costumes and makeup. The fashion. Oh it's my so gosh. Good. Like it was just like a free license for them to go yeah, do anything. Really. Just be wild. And they, they ran with it. This movie better win like best cost. It would better win everything. Everywhere. All the time. <laughs> all universes it wins best picture. <laughs> but just like all the ways she just screws with those guards with her like crazy multiverse power it's awesome. yeah that cop explodes into glitter and like they turn into like a chiquita banana lady it's oh man crazy. i'm such a sucker for like overpowered villains that are like all cocky and stuff and she just plays that perfectly but she does eventually subdue evelyn and that's when you get like the bagel temple or mm-hmm. whatever and that's when you get the reveal of the everything bagel the dark everything bagel. Where, it's my understanding right she wants to like coalesce everything into this one spot right everything because her thought is like nothing matters right everything is eventually the same it's just all condensed into she just wants to die nothingness yeah like a black it is kind of like a black hole yeah because she's experienced everything i can't you know that's sort of like yeah impossible, it's impossible. To yes yeah except when she goes to the rock world that's the perfect i love just be a rock rock world um, turn into rock <laughs> but after the the joy everything bagel um reveal you get the other reveal that the grandfather can also hop worlds and it's just it's so random the the speeding wheelchair that just smashes <laughs> her into the floor it's it's so good it works and then you kind of get this extended sequence where evelyn is like starting to get a hold of what's going on and there's a lot of action a lot of fighting Eventually, Evelyn decides, like, okay, probably not going to kill my daughter. And mm-hmm. so the grandfather kind of becomes the villain here and calls all the agents, and they have a big fight. And, and now they're after Evelyn. Now they're after Evelyn. And there's just so many little things in these fights that we could point out. Um, You skipped over, like, one of the best parts in that scene. Rakakuni. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the explanation of this world with Rakakuni. <laughs> and then, the, oh, my goodness. The reveal that there is Rakakuni somewhere in the multiverse i know it's i thought like at first she just 
I thought that there was another universe with the raccoon ratatouille. And no, and they even it's you know it's kind of played with it like she misunderstands like complex like English words, right? Right. So like it's believable in that sense, and then the reveal later with the that actual raccoonie. <laughs> she's lived in raccoonie universe. Were there any kind of standout parts here where she's like fighting all the people, like her fighting in the smoke and like? The, the the learning you know connecting with the sign twirler to twirl the shield around <laughs> it is just so imaginative what they do with these with the fight and stuff i love all these other worlds that she jumps into learning this stuff yeah and you know not to belabor we could talk about every single universe but mm-hmm. sign twirler and hibachi chef might be up there as my my favorites not hot dog finger world hot dog finger world is solid that too. one's disgusting i'm it like, grosses me out but I did like the flashback to like early monkeys. Oh yeah, the evolutionary evolutionarily. <laughs> and eventually this all kind of explodes into Evelyn coming to this realization that to defeat her daughter, she has to become fractured like she is and like experience everything in the multiverse. But I guess it like overloads her and you get what might be my favorite fourth wall thing in the movie, the fake out ending. Oh my god, I love that Smash cuts too. to the end and you start getting the credits rolling. The directors. <laughs> but not really. But it's really just her acting multiverse. And that kind of brings you to the end of part one. And I really, I the arc that this movie takes is just so perfect. Because part one, it's pretty heavy in the action and playing around with the multiverse hopping. Honestly, part two is not so much that. Like, I feel like they really got all of that into part one. It's like, okay, now it's time to transition from this action movie more into this... Heartfelt. Heartfelt, right? Like, Start getting that connection of why is this, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. And I feel that like that transition, the, the part two everywhere, is really where things go crazy, but kind of with a heart to it. There's a reason why she's doing all this now. Right? Because this whole part two is really her connecting with joy and her trying to understand that perspective of being like fractured throughout everything. Right. Learning every experience, being a rock. Together. Being a rock. Oh, God. Is Rock World, is that your favorite? I, I got the impression it. Rock World is your favorite. <laughs> yeah. I loved Rock World. I love the, the font on the captions in Rock World because the rocks can't talk. They're just communicating with each other. Oh, it was just all so good. Yeah. The profound conversation in Rock World that, <laughs> right, we're all just small and nothing really matters. Yeah. But I I like that because so Evelyn kind of goes through her own arc here where, where, again, we can't even fathom what she's experiencing, right? Everything. So she's going through this very, like, in a very compressed amount of movie time, going through this huge revelation. And she starts to kind of see things through her daughter's eyes. Like, why? Yeah, really? Why bother? Let's just end it and go into the big, become the bagel. So isn't it so lovely that in the end she decides that love is the reason? Yeah, and that's really, really, Wayman is the, the hero of this movie. <laughs> he's so cute. Right, he's like, right, like, even him blaming himself, like, for some reason, I feel like this is my fault. Mm-hmm. And he's just so empathetic. Can't we just be kind? Just, I think I wrote it down. We have to be kind, especially when we don't know what's happening. Oh, my God. And I really enjoyed how they, like, this revelation could have been really hokey and maybe, like, a little saccharine. But I like how they melded all the different Waymans and different realities, all adding into this message. Like you have mm-hmm. cigar, uh, you know, cigarette smoking, sultry Way- Wayman <laughs> in the movie world. You have our, you know, quote our 
Wayman in the 16 by 9 aspect world. And then you have the one where they get the meeting later, but she kind of goes crazy and starts destroying the laundromat and like explaining to her, like, I just talked to Jamie Lee Curtis and I was able to explain it. And you get all of them kind of interacting at the scene where she realizes like what is actually important. And of course, this all coalesces into the googly eyes. Oh my The most gosh. important the part, symbol in this whole movie. The googly eyes that he puts on everything. Right, to have that happiness and that kindness and that mm-hmm. laughter yeah. in the world. And I love her flashback to just all of the things Wayman's been doing over the years to be kind and fun and childlike and her realizing that that's the ultimate meaning of life. Really. Yeah, and I I like that across all the realities, right? He is this sympathetic person even when they're not together Mm -hmm. he's still like i hope you think that i would have loved to be in a laundromat doing taxes with you right even if we didn't you know instead of this life it doesn't matter which you multiverse you're in it's just enjoy the one you have yeah and and i love that in part two they flip that action on its head where she's solving these people's kind of shortcomings through her multiverse power right Mm -hmm. the the wife's perfume fixing the guy's like spine alignment or something yeah right defeating these people in non-violent ways right killing them with kindness literally it is such a clever way to kind of okay we've seen all the punchy stuff like how do you refresh that Mm -hmm. and they do it through this um through the scene that was wayman's way of doing it yes one other action scene it's kind of earlier in part two where joy and evelyn are kind of like sparring with each other before they start talking like the going for the animated world and the pinata (laughs) world and this and the prison world it's just so cool that might be my favorite action scene in the movie honestly i love that we flip through so many of those worlds it goes by so fast like i want to watch this again and see if i can catch more Mm -hmm. of those scenes they went through and it's a clever way to show that Evelyn's experiencing all of this in a way that we can't even comprehend. Like that flashing mm-hmm. of hundreds of versions of her is just wild. I'm really worried about her after the end of this movie. <laughs> after this? I, no per- you, you, it's like, um, it's like uh, what is it? Dr. Manhattan and Watchmen, right? Like you cannot experience everything in the whole world and be okay <laughs> after that. Like you, the, yeah. you just can't comprehend it. The, it's well, it's I too think much. Together though, they can do it. Yes, they complement each other. And I just, I gosh, I love that the climax of this movie is kind of takes us back to the base world and, you know, accepting the daughter and all of this. I'm really curious at which point, or maybe it was the whole time, that the the Tabu, Jabu, Tabaki version of Joy was experiencing that scene where she, like, introduces Becky to the grandfather and, like, accepts her daughter. Mm-hmm. Was that her the whole time? I, I'm not sure exactly when that happened. But if she's it, experiencing everything all the time, it was always her. But you know. Yeah. Like, was she acting this whole time, even as a child? I feel like ugh, it's not something we can even, like, wrap our minds around. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's not important. The important part, right, is that... That's where they, they land. Yes. Yeah. Right? She recognizes her shortcomings as the mother, honestly. But at the end of the day, they still have this, you know, unbreakable connection. Mm-hmm. It's so easy for a movie like this to try to be profound and like shoot too high. But I feel like the the core message of, yeah, nothing really matters, but there's a few specks of time that are truly enjoyable and you just have to hold on and enjoy those moments. Right. Make life enjoyable. We don't know what the heck's going on 
there's multi no multiple universes out there just enjoy where you are yeah and and all of the scenes of the different worlds that we were kind of following finding those moments of happiness like i was like tearing up a little bit like <laughs> hot dog finger world where she lives <laughs> with jamie lee curtis and they you know they, they love each the other piano with their feet uh, raccoonie world where they're reunited mm -hmm. the movie world where they kind of have that reconciliation just you know showing that in all these worlds there are moments for genuine happiness that that are to be had and that's the only thing that matters and that kind of is the the end culmination of this wild movie yeah and then we get part three all at once kind of has the the repeat of that irs meeting with a happier ending instead mm -hmm. and they kiss like when when wayman saw the old couple kiss in front of the bathroom and they were kissing at the same part at the very end like they have that loving relationship mm. that he wanted the whole time before getting the divorce or asking for the divorce like he has that closure too yeah it sounded like he didn't even want it to begin with so i feel confident that no, they're yeah. gonna stay they together they could work that out is this joy jabu tabaki joy or is this their original joy like you said i think both are one and the same Evelyn and joy are had those experiences right because at the end of the movie it's implied that evelyn is still experiencing everything all the time because she's hearing those voices and gets like you know starts daydreaming during the meeting like so i think it's implied mm -hmm. that her, she is still living this way like split around everywhere i don't think they're jumping around anymore oh i guess they have the all being all power yeah shattered clay pot mind i think yeah i don't think that's repairable like i think no. they still have to live that way yeah so i'm I th i'm assuming that joy and evelyn are still like that but they have each other right as kind of to balance each other out yeah i think they're like staying in this universe but yeah they'll still have connections to every other they can't unsever those connections but how fun would that be no I, it's not fun you can, your brain is I, i'm worried about evelyn long term of she can, course this is not a sustainable way to live yeah what was your popping so interesting. moment oh lord there's a ton of them i'm really curious what your popping moment was there are so many i don't know i mean popping in like a funny way rakakuni the reveal <laughs> of it being real that, that was so funny that was the hardest i've heard you laugh at a movie in a good while yeah. i did not expect it to come from this movie like any reference to Ratatouille will get me to laugh. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. Like, see, oh, gosh, this whole movie's so good. I really can't pick. Um, my favorite part is everything. I mean, that's my answer. That's good. My answer is also um, everywhere. Oh, everywhere in the movie is my favorite. all at once. We have to get a third podcaster here so they could say that. Oh, my gosh. Like, there is so much to love about this movie. You know, if you've gotten to this episode and you haven't, you know, this should at least pique your interest if for some reason you listen to if this without watching If you didn't listen it. to our warnings, yes. It is just an engrossing, engaging, enjoyable movie. And I I'm, I'm glad. It, we took a while to watch this one. Like, we couldn't find the timing to be right at our theater to... Because it's also pretty limited release. There's yeah. like two showings a day of it. Really? And you know, we're fortunate enough to live near smaller like art house theaters, mm -hmm. if you want to call it that. Um, but I'm really curious, like when this is on digital platforms, the legs that this movie will have. Because I think word of mouth will spread. And I think this movie will speak to a lot of people. Yeah. I feel like it has spread a lot. I know a lot of people who have seen this movie already. Mm -hmm. So 
And I'm remiss that it took us so long to see it, but I'm so happy we finally did. I think a thousand percent this is probably better, the best multiverse movie out there (laughs) this week. (laughs) Ignore Doctor Strange. I have not seen the other one. Go find your everything everywhere. But thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it no matter what, you know, universe you're listening from. Hot dog finger or otherwise. I'm going to throw up now. And we will see you on the next episode, whatever universe that might be wow deep thanks for listening to popping into movies to view recipes and pictures of all the popcorns we've made you can find us on instagram at popping into movies if you want to send us feedback on what you thought about this episode or have a suggestion for a future episode you can reach us directly at poppingintomovies at gmail.com or on Twitter at Popping Movies. You can also leave us a message on Anchor through the link in the episode description. It might just show up in a future episode. Thanks again for listening, and, and we'll, we'll see, see you next time. time.